Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Welcome to another season of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson here in Atlanta, joined as always by my co-pilot and my friend in the Eastern Frontier, Tommy Palmer. Tommy, what is up? Uh, Everything. I'm telling you, John. All right, Tommy, let me uh, start with this. I know that we talked about it in the spring, and... uh, we know folks want to know how you're doing because of the article that came out in the Statesboro Herald recently. Uh, you know, a lot of folks probably read that as well to get the, your, the update on things. A lot of folks are asking me how Tommy's doing. So, Tommy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well, John. I, I really have to say that I have been very blessed and uh, I am very up today. Today is an up day. It's a good day. I woke up feeling really well. Uh, it is what it is. It's hostage. That is not a good thing. I don't care. There's very few ways you can cut it other than uh, civility and, you know, just look at it straightforward and take it as it comes, one day at a time. And that's the way I'm doing it, John. Tommy, the biggest topic is that we have the season coming up and it's it's coming up this week a lot of folks and it's probably like 15 20 percent if you do the numbers 15 or 20 percent of the teams are not starting on september 4th week you have folks who are pushing back two weeks some pushing three some at the end of the month almost like the sec what's your overarching thought about a the season being pushed back to labor day week and not everybody starting out of the blocks I like it. I really do. I think sometimes uh, to be able to get in 15 games, we have begun playing in midsummer, August 15th. We have dodged many, many bullets, in my opinion, to play a game on August 15th. And that is not a criticism of my friend IJ and, and, and his group with what they do with the Corky Kell. I I think it's just an absolutely wonderful thing that they are doing, and they should should continue it. But we've got some serious stuff to look at still, John. And one of the other points that was made comes from Jesse Hicks down at Baldwin. And what we've seen from Jesse is, you know, you and I've talked about the three schedules, your first season gets you ready for your second, which gets you ready for your third. And what Jesse has done because of the, the sheer percentage of folks who work in facilities, whether it's the local hospital or the the local prison uh, that are there who are parents to his student athletes there at Baldwin, Jesse has basically said, because of not wanting to put any of my student athletes or any of my families, anyone attached to the Baldwin program in any kind of a jeopardy, tell you what, I'm going to take my non-region games. We're not going to play region games. Nothing in September for us this year. He's going to go straight to season two. So his region schedule will get him ready for the postseason. What did you think about when, when I presented that uh, evidence from Jesse Hicks, who's been very, very vocal about COVID-19 from the start? I think it's a good idea. 
Uh, everybody's going to play a different kind of schedule, John, and unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to be until we level the boat here in the next year or two. And you heard me say a year or two, and it's probably going to be that long before we really get back to business as usual. I think you and I have had that conversation on on several occasions, but uh, I, I just really feel like we just need to move forward with trepidity, as we say. We need to move forward with uh, with some caution and continue to be very cautious as we go. And we have done that. And I think the GHSA has done a wonderful job, John, and you and I have talked about this. I think they've done a wonderful job with uh, what they've done so far. They've kind of led us down a, a blinded path here, and, and they've done a wonderful job, in my opinion. And then another city that I wanted to focus on was the Savannah area. And yeah. Savannah pretty much just closed ranks. They were like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to have our county schools and, and, and city schools just you know, have competition with each other. And that created mm -hmm. a, a bit of a situation for Danny Britt over at Benedictine where he would lose three games in a hurry. But in talking to, to Coach Britt, he basically said, I was on the computer, I was on the phone, I sent out you know, text messages, and it literally was a couple of hours before uh, his schedule was back to 10 games, and they just recently had their, their scrimmage on campus as well at their new stadium. When Savannah decided to close ranks, it was another unique approach to this situation and trying to yeah. monitor the situation as best they could, I guess, from a Chatham County and a Savannah City perspective. Of course. And, and, and one thing that I, I really like about this, and a lot of people are going to say, why would you penalize the other schools in the region? They're not really penalizing them. They're just taking something that is remaining is remaining, and, you know, taking the best parts of it and being, uh, you know, uh, one of those that kind of just likes to, to stay in gear with what they are able to do with less risk than any other part. Of, of what's going on in Savannah right now. And, and I think, you know, we, we've gotten to the point to where uh, we can be big boys and put on our big boy pants. If you go back, John, and, and, I, and this is a signed work, I'd like for folks to go back and, and take a look at this. Go back and look at your alma mater's uh, first year of football and then go all the way through uh, your your football team's records of the past, starting whether it was 1929 or uh, 1944, whatever it was, go back and take a look at it. You will find very few years where they played a full supplement of games. I, I, I promise you, you will find there are some sparkling holes in there with two weeks missed, and uh, I remember that we had some problems, if you remember, barely three years ago when we were working with the hurricane situations where you spent most of your time on, on the road, John, if you remember that. All right, Tommy, the million-dollar question. When it comes to teams that don't play a full 10-game schedule, and Stevenson was one of those, 
Ron Gartrell had said even before, uh, you know, July and August that uh, he had nine games on the board. A 10th game would have meant that he would have had to go to South Georgia. He didn't want to do that. For those teams that play, that don't play a full non-region schedule, don't play a full 10 games, play a full region schedule and get themselves ready for, for the playoffs, do you think that it'll be a help or a hindrance or literally is this going to be a case-by-case basis in trying to figure out the success of a team this season? I, I really think it's going to be a help. It's going to be a help. you, you got to get some friendlier faces in there. You can almost go for the last four years and you would know who was playing the third week. You would know who was playing the sixth week. I would know the very same thing because the schedules have not changed that much. I think it's a good thing that we've got going where we're going to see different faces in different places, and you're going to see some class four and five A schools playing A and double A schools because trust me when I tell you, class A has really stepped up the mark, John. I think you agree with me totally on that. So, Tommy, as we get into the 2020 season, which, as we know right now, is set for championships Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after Christmas, what other overarching thoughts do you have about the 2020 season, which is going to be a very unique season for a lot of different reasons? What else are you looking forward to coming into 2020? Well, you know, I'm not necessarily looking forward to it, but you have to admit there's going to be a lot of conversation every Monday. It'll be interesting to say what people had had to say about everything that's going on. This is probably one of the most unique years we have ever had in high school football in the state of Georgia. Uh, take away Vietnam, take away World War II, take away World War One. And yes, you can go back as far as World War One and pick up some really good, interesting, instrument, uh, uh, you know, some good information. Taking a look at, you know, what was going on in the hinterlands and the hinter days, as we would say. And that is it for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at GPB Media. I am John Nelson. As always, it is great to hear the voice of Tommy Palmer, and it is great that he will be a part of this show every single week again this season here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. When it comes to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, you can subscribe to us anywhere that your favorite podcatchers are found. Podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.